to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. seen anything like that now let's head to the first tee this guy's pretty good and here's your host jeff kolpak all right let's get this going this is jeff kolpak this is the golf show on 740 the fan 107.3 fm on the dial on the fm side 740 thefan.com is the email or the the web address the show as always coming to you from the gunnerson Jewelers studio here in south fargo I was out earlier this week at the Class B State Tournament. It was a pleasure to be there. Again, uh, congrats to the players. Champ Hedish is your winner. Lives up to his first name, Champ. Played a fine two days at Oxbow. And, of course, Kindred, just a dominant, dominant team that uh, won, won going away with, uh, with that state title. A little, a little word before we get our first guest. Oxbow is a hell of a nice course. And I'm not sure that the... State B should maybe be at that course. It, it, it has some difficulties, and uh, maybe that's something down the line that the uh, North Dakota High School Activities Association can discuss. But first and foremost, so pleased to have Jim Hackenberg on as my guest. Jim Hackenberg is the CEO of Orange Whip Golf. He's a Grand Forks Central graduate, started the company in 2008. I had to look that up because I knew it was quite a while, but 2008. His company has been around, and it's kind enough to take a few minutes this morning. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Jeff, I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on, and glad to hear about the state tournament. It yeah. always brings back fond, fond memories for me in the state tournament, and I know you guys had a slow start to the spring, but mm. uh, I'm sure the weather and courses are great right now. How were you guys in your day at Grand Forks Central? We were pretty good. We had a guy named Johnny Novick and myself who uh, could play pretty well. And then uh, when I was a sophomore, we had Steve Johnson, who was more of a hockey oh, yeah. guy. Yep. And But he was a great golfer. And we almost won the state tournament when I was a sophomore in Fargo. I ended up finishing third, and Steve finished like 10th. But we uh, we ended up getting second place to Biz- one of the Bismarck schools. I can't recall which one, but that was our closest. Mm-hmm. And then when I was a senior, we got pretty close in Grand Forks, but nobody could touch Red River. Red River was very strong back in the day. Yeah, well, Steve went on to a great career in hockey. You, of course, went on to a great career in golf, gave the PGA Tour a run, gave playing a run, decided to move over into the technical side of the business. 2008, what's that mean to you when I mentioned that year? Well, it's wonderful because my whole world changed at that time. I went from being a golf instructor to being a golf inventor, and I went out on a limb, and I moved uh, from up. I was teaching golf up in Martha's Vineyard, which isn't too bad of a place to hang your hat and teach golf, but I moved to South Carolina, mm-hmm. right near the mountains of South Carolina, and started a company. I started making orange whips in the garage of the house that I was renting, <laughs> and I, I brought them to the January 2008 PGA show and introduced them, and I had high hopes and high expectations, but... I didn't really know what to expect, so it was a very big moment in my life. And I tell you what, after that PGA show, even though I probably only sold 100 to 150 units there, I t- 
took orders for 200 other ones, mm-hmm. and I had the confidence and belief that, hey, this may happen, this may go. So that's a very important time of my life. That was a risk-taking moment in your life. Is that about the best way to describe it, Jim? Completely. Now, granted, I was single, and I was able to to do something like this and not really you know, get in the way of anything else. So it was, it was unique in that expectation, but I, I really thought I had something. I had spoke with enough good players, good teachers, and they all started to go, you know, there's something very simple about this, but it's something every golfer needs, this athletic motion that this thing promotes. So yeah, I had a lot of confidence going in. So I was, uh, it was surprising too, because my initial thought was, well, why am I not selling a million of these the first six <laughs> months of starting? Mm-hmm. But it's probably a good thing there was no chance I could have made that many that fast because back then, well, even to this day, but then I, I was making them all by hand. Now I have a, a, a large staff of people helping me make them currently. Yeah, for those new to the product just driving around out there, the Orange Whip Trainer, which is the original product that Jim is talking about, is a graphic sh- shaft, a graphite shaft and uh, with an orange ball on it, and it's a trainer that has a flexibility. And maybe, Jim, you could describe it because not everybody knows. They see it. It's in Edgewood golf shops. It's in golf shops all over the place. Describe the basics of the Orange Whip trainer. Yes. Well, myself as a player and as a golf instructor, I always wanted to get better, and I wanted my students to get better. And the one thing that always was difficult was people would see that golf ball, and they would also see the fairway or the green, and they would try to force or control or guide the golf ball there rather than swinging athletically through the ball and letting it fly there. And my understanding was by after caddying on the PGA Tour, those guys swing and they swing like athletes. So I wanted to develop a device that helps people to swing and take the thought away from hitting the ball. So I put an orange ball, heavy orange ball, in place of the club head. Now, that allowed them to just swing and swing that orange ball to a target rather than try to control the impact of that ball. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the thing. So I just developed something to teach the motion. Then your good golf instructors can help you to properly hold the club, align yourself to the golf ball, and let your swing and your golf clubs take the ball away. So my whole goal was to teach rhythm and balance and allow that to get everyone to their next level. Jim Hackenberg, the CEO and innovator of the Orange Whip Golf uh, Trainer, is our guest on the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan AM, the fifth largest AM signal in the country, by the way. Usually, Jim, we begin our, our conversation with, what's new? So I guess I have to ask you, what's new? Because with you, there's always something that's what's new. <laughs> well, we're still, I mean, we've, we've kind of covered the whole gamut with the uh with all of our products where we've got the full swing with the orange trip trainer and the midsize and the compact, which is easier for indoor use or short iron use. But we've also got the wedge and the putter, which gets you all that you need to know around the greens. But really we've been pushing our, our orange whip golf and fitness program, which is a way that you can keep your body in shape, keep your flexibility, your mobility so that it's easy to play. Even if you have to take a long winter off, like say up in North Dakota, so really trying to just cover all aspects of the game and allow the, the golfer to decide how far they want to go in. So that's really nothing really new this year, but we're just continuing to promote the game of golf and how to get the body ready for golf. If somebody were to be returning from a back injury or dealing with back ailments, what particularly in your line of products would you recommend? 
Well, I mean, our traditional orange whip because it's got the weighted ball, but really it's the, it's the flexible graphite shaft that's the, the deal that's helpful. It's a low-impact situation. And when you're swinging it, and again, if you have a back injury or you're trying to re- rehabilitate, it's good to always do things slowly and consistently. Well, the orange whip is designed to be swung slowly at first so that you get into a consistent rhythm and because of the, the flexible shafts, you've got low impact on the body. So that's a nice way to get the body back in shape. And we've had numerous testimonials from people coming back from injuries or mm-hmm. surgeries, and they've used the orange whip because of that aspect. Now, you'd think the heavy weight would be a problem, but actually the heavy weight is what gets a person to get away from forcibly trying to accelerate the club and just let momentum build and gravity take over, allowing the body to basically be not to throw in too much energy at one moment because mm-hmm. otherwise it could become harmful. So I think the, the flexible shaft and the weight allows a person to find their rhythm and find what their body can do so they don't overdo it. I have the orange whip putter at work. And let me tell you how many stories I've thought about while I'm sitting there putting in my office with the, uh, with the concave blade. It makes you, you hit the right spot, right? So you, so you, so you get the ball uh, rolling at, at a at a proper uh, speed and 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 angle, but I, I love that just because it takes my mind off of some some of my best ideas come from putting. Am I just crazy? <laughs> no, no, that's wonderful to hear because I'm very proud of the putter, and that's we we move a fair amount of them, but I still think it's it's biggest life is ahead of it. And the putter because it has the flexible shaft, it's all about timing, and we also counterbalance it to allow a person to feel the load and the unload of the pendulum. But the round face that you're talking about, that is teaching center contact. And if you can hit a golf ball dead in the center with the center of your putter blade, you're going to deliver energy much more effectively. And that was the whole goal. If you could hit it in the center when you bring back your normal putter, much easier to hit the center. And if you've got the rhythm of a, uh, you know, like a Brant Snedeker on the tour, if you've got a nice putting rhythm, that's the guys who are consistent and do it every day. So, yeah, I think I think that's a great way to produce ideas is just to practice putting, practice short game stuff to get your mind affiliated with it. One of these days I'm going to win a Pulitzer Prize, and when I accept my my uh, my award, I'm going to go up there and go, first of all, I'd like to thank my Orange Whip putter for <laughs> getting me going on, on this story for whatever reason. Jim Hackenberg is a guest. Love- what's, what's that? Well, no, I just I love to hear that, Jeff, because that's yeah. good. Because I have a lot of my thinking when I'm uh, when I'm practicing my golf stuff. Absolutely, Jim Hackenberg is a guest. This is Jeff Kopak. This is 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM, 740thefan.com. Coming to you from Gunnerson Jewelers Studio in Fargo. We're going to take a break. Stay with us. More with Jim right after this. We're back. This is the Golf Show on the Fan, 740 The Fan AM, 107.3 FM on the FM dial. This is Jeff Kopak. Jim Hackenberg is the guest. He is the innovator, CEO of the Orange Whip Trainer. To find the Orange Whip, just Google Orange Whip Trainer. Simple as that. It's uh, it'll come right up. It's it's been uh, it's been around a lot of places, so it's uh, it's good stuff. Jim's been around a lot of players in the game, and earlier this 
this uh, this week. Amy Olson, before the U.S. Women's Open, had an interesting thing on, on the LPGA.com on, on, on life and perspective on the tour. And I just want to play just a few seconds of this. I'm Amy Olson, and I compete on the LPGA Tour. If you were going to drop an LPGA player, you probably wouldn't put her in Fargo, North Dakota. I started out just playing the game because I loved it and I loved to compete. I loved to compete against my brother, and that was really what drove me to start. I was definitely nervous. <laughs> I remember that. My rookie year, I had my brother on my bag, which always made me feel extremely comfortable. I didn't feel like I had to prove anything to him, and he always had my back. I also feel like my faith really grounded me because I knew that who I was as a child of God never changed. And I feel like that gave me a really solid foundation. The hardest thing for me was... So anyway, Amy went on to talk about all things golf and nothing really about how good she was and the swing. It was all about the mental approach, Jim, and where she came from and how that's important to her. And lo and below, it shot uh, one or two under in the first round Thursday as we taped this. So... Uh, the mental part of the game is so big, and you've been around these pro players. Describe how that fits into their overall success. Well, that's a great point, because when I caddied for Patrick Moore on the PGA Tour and also Glenn Natchik, who's a guy from Winnipeg, the uh, the thing I noticed about the players out there, they're all, I mean, they're all into their own game, and when it's their shot, it's their turn. Now some people do it like a like a good you know a good kind-hearted person and they're just focused, but it's their turn. There's some people who do it kind of abruptly and it's a little more dominant, but they all get into their own mind when it's their shot and they don't let anything disrupt that. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of personality I believe that needs to get to that level is when it's your turn, it's your turn. I I can recall times when I would be concerned about what others may think about me or my swing or this or that. Well, that's not the mindset necessary to get to that higher level. You've got to be very comfortable with who you are, how you do it, and what it takes to get you there. So I think Amy has got a great, is a great example of that because it allows her to go with what she's com- comfortable, confident, and trustworthy with. And right. Actually, that's good to hear. I, I, didn't, I haven't checked on the I didn't notice that about her on the open. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, yeah. check into that. That's, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah, and and hopefully, you know, she continues her fine play, much like Tom Hoagie has done all year. Getting back to the Orange Whip products, I want to touch for a moment on the short game stuff, and specifically Stan Utley and your partnership and arrangement with Stan. Describe that and how that's benefited your company. So I used to, I still do actually, but I used to do a lot of teaching summits from PGA golf professionals all over the U.S. Well, once in a while, they would bring Stan in to do a presentation, and I would listen to it. And I've never been known as a guy who's had a great short game, especially with chipping and pitching of the golf ball. And I would listen to him, and everything he was saying was different than what I was doing personally. So I'm like, man, what, what is happening here? So I got to know Stan, and I asked him many questions. And he had seen my presentation, and he'd watched me swing the orange whip and seen me hit golf balls. And he goes, well, Jimmy, I've watched you swing and hit golf balls, and it's beautiful, but I've also seen you chip, and it's nothing like the way you swing. <laughs> you're not allowing the club head to swing. You're trying to, when you're chipping, you're putting the handle way ahead, and you're dragging it through, which eliminates the bounce and eliminates the opportunity to use the way the club was designed. So you're not swinging your short game like you did with your full swing. He goes, well, let's take one of your orange whips, cut that orange ball off, put a wedge head on it, and let's chip some shots with it and see how it goes. Hmm. And we made one together, and before you know it, 
about a week later, he calls me back. He goes, Jimmy, I've been using this at every lesson, and it's unbelievable how helpful it is for people with the chip yips that I would that I used to yeah, struggle with. Right. Yeah. And it's just been nothing but a, a transition for me where I was scared to death of bunkers. I'm actually a pretty good bunker player now. I, you know, it's it's a whole different mindset, but it allowed me to free up my my viewpoint and it allowed me to create a much better motion to to let the clubs work the way they were designed. Right, and the biggest mistake golfers make is when, especially in the bunkers, they just don't swing through it, if you will. Just stop the club much right after impact or even around the green, just sort of hack at it and not have a nice smooth swing. And I think that's what you're getting at, right? Exactly right, because the swinging of the head and then also the pivot of the body, even on shorter shots, the body still needs to pivot. If you don't pivot, if you freeze up, you're going to basically stop at the ball, and that's when you chunk or blade it. And we all know how ineffective that can be. So allowing the body to continue will allow the club head to continue. And that's what we're really after. The club head always has to be swinging, and we want to allow that to happen. If we, if we freeze, the club will also freeze, and then we start to get into trouble. A few minutes left with Jim Hackenberg. He's the CEO of Orange Whip Trainer, Orange Whip Golf is the uh, website. Just Google it, and you'll find it. Plenty of stuff on there. Your thoughts on the lasting power, because you guys have stood the test of time. And I guess that's my best compliment to you is you've stood the test of time where there have been imitators, there have been other products. I think they've come and gone. I don't know. I don't see them anymore. But do you feel like you've rebuffed these um, so-called uh, I don't know, products uh, that, that, that try to imitate what you do? Well, yes, actually, I, I would agree with that. And what's been helpful is I was fortunate enough to get a patent in 2010. Now, it cost much more than I wanted to pay at the time, mm-hmm. but it was well worth it because the imitators that have tried to copy it can't copy it completely. They're not allowed to put the counterbalance on. And the counterbalance is my key element to, that goes back to the swinging of the club head. The counterbalance encourages that. So, yeah, we've had a long run, and we hope to, knock on wood, keep this run going uh, for many years to come because it's that balancing act between the orange ball and the counterweight that allows people to stay in balance while they swing and it allows them to be on plane, but it also allows that orange ball to keep moving and swinging through. So uh, we were fortunate with the, with the patent and the, the design, and it's just a hard thing to copy because of that. So it gave us some free free room to roam, let's say, and just continue going. Right. How big is the company these days? We've got 16 employees, and we've uh, we've just we've got a new warehouse. We've been in well, probably a year and a half, and we love the warehouse. We're we're very close to expanding into baseball. We've got a Mm. baseball bat that I've been working on for years, and I'm very. We think we got it. So there's a there's a swinging a bat type of a thing and then a throwing of a ball to it that I developed. And we hope to introduce those probably closer to the fall. And yeah, we're excited about that. So we're growing and we have room to grow, but it's been great. Everything is still made here in Easley, South Carolina. All the products are handmade. All the parts are from the U S and uh, we're a proud American company. And we're going to keep it that way. Can you give a little sneak into the, a little peek into the bat? I'm intrigued by this. Yes. So, same concept where orange heavy ball on one end, flexible shaft, a bigger grip to fit more like a baseball grip. But the thing is this, when I watch baseball, and I'm a baseball fan, and probably maybe more towards the home run derby or the, or the home run swing, 
there is a coordination between the upper and lower body, the footwork and the swinging of the bat. And you can tell when a real good hitter comes up, the motion they make. Now, a lot of times that, a lot of times that is a hard thing to coordinate, especially for younger ball players. And when they do that, if, if they learn to swing this orange with a baseball bat, they can coordinate the motion over and over, be it outside, be it in the garage, be it inside the home. By coordinating that motion with a flexible weighted bat, it allows them to, when they get into a game, to make the motion without thinking about it, mm-hmm. which goes back to every sport. The best athletes are not thinking about their technique when they're in activity. They're just allowing it to happen. So with golf, with baseball, with basically any motion sport, if, you, if you're balanced and coordinated, it's a much easier way to produce under pressure in the game in practice. Some coaches would tell you that combining the golf swing and the, and the baseball swing is a no-no, but you're saying no, it's kind of the same thing. Well, I think, the, the, I mean, certainly the way you structure your, your body at a dress in baseball and golf is different, and that changes the swing plane. Yeah. But, uh, so that, that's where the difference is, in my opinion. Okay. Yes, you're going to stand differently to a golf ball than you would a baseball, but you're still going to use footwork. You're still going to load the bat and unload the bat. And there's, there's momentum that's a buildup and, a, and a, uh, a release of power. So I think they're very similar, but the way you stand to it, it does change the plane of the, of the baseball bat or the golf club. Right. Jim, fascinating stuff. I look forward to our conversation every year, this being no exception. Continued success with the company. Orange Whip Trainer is the title of the company. He's the CEO. He's the, he's the owner, innovator, and everything to do with uh, what goes on. Just check out the website, man. That's all I can tell you. Jim, have a good day. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks. That's Jim Hackenberg. He's uh, the Orange Whip guy. This is 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM. We're going to take a break. When we come back... We're going to head out to Bully Pulpit because they got some things going on, too. You talk about exciting things with the Orange Whip. Bully Pulpit has some really good stuff, too. Stay with us. Stealing out that trap, it'll curl right back. you got a slice like a sickle. It's a brass wedding ring, a dependable thing, though I wouldn't give you a nickel. And we are back, the second half hour of the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan, 107.3 FM on the FM dial. Coming to you from Gunderson Jewelers Studio here in Fargo. Thanks again for Jim Hackenberg of Orange Whip Golf. God, Jim has some good stuff. So, uh, great innovative mind, a North Dakota native from Central. And um, great business, nationwide business, worldwide business, actually. We switch over from the innovative technical side to the really cool playing side of golf in the state. And if you haven't golfed Bully Pulpit in North Dakota, you have simply not golfed North Dakota. I mean, it's, a, it's one of those that is a destination and a must-do. Trust me, I've been there and uh, would like to golf there as often as possible if I didn't live in the other side of the state. Patrick Romger is the head professional at uh, Bully Pulpit and kind enough to take a few minutes this morning to uh, talk about what's going on out west in Medora. I love Medora. Patrick, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, weather's beautiful today, a little windy, but uh, we got golfers on the course, and it's never been greener uh, in the last probably 10 years that I've been out here. Wow. Uh, Let's start right there. Yeah. Uh, what's, uh, it must be a beauty right now in just the beginning of June. 
Yeah, uh, beginning of June here, uh, you know, we got the about a three foot of snow uh, mid to late April, which has uh, delayed our opening, but has really helped green this place up as as we've been dealing with, just like the rest of the state, uh, kind of drought-like conditions the last mm-hmm. few years. So very blessed to get the moisture that we did get, and uh, we're, we're reaping the benefits right now. Well, I'll say this. I, I do love uh, the atmosphere and the look of western north dakota even when it's brown it's just a, such a rustic feeling to me and before we get into the golf patrick i'd like to encourage everybody who hasn't been out there to medora to at least try to make it at some point and make it a family vacation my son and i went out there a few years ago and did a father-son trip we golfed we went to the musical we went to the sites medora and it was the best trip ever so if you can possibly make it, um, it's and with the gas prices, why drive to California, man? Just go across the state and, and go to Medora. Are you getting a lot of vacationers? You get a lot of the, the package deal with uh, the, I'm guessing, with the musical and golf? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the beautiful thing about this place. Uh, first of all, the top topography, but uh, the people that we uh, that come through the area and that we can serve. Uh, we offer all kinds of activities for families, individuals, couples alike. Uh, so Bully Public Golf Course offers that experience for a wide array of different situations, uh, you know, with your families. But uh, uh, juniors play for free with paying adults every single day except Fridays and Saturdays before 3 p.m. So, you know, if you got some juniors that are interested in the game and they're you're looking to make sure that they have a lifelong passion, uh, there's no better place to come than Bully Pulpit to, uh, to really garner that, that passion and, and get them interested in the game of golf. I like to repeat that, and I didn't know this, but... Juniors play for free. That is correct. Yeah, wow. juniors play for free with a paying adult yep. every single day. Uh, the only restrictions are uh, it does not uh, apply Fridays and Saturdays before 3 p.m. So you can still come out after 3 p.m. have a discounted round of golf and mm-hmm. you know have your junior play for free and, and again keep keep the wallet full and yep. hopefully get some family friendly activities uh, that you, you can create some memories and, and have a wonderful day on the golf course. Now you guys have some exciting stuff going on. You're redoing a couple holes. Where are you as far as renovating? A couple of those, and we in the eastern part of the state know full well what it takes and the importance of getting away from uh, some from a river that can tend to go over the banks. Where are you at with that project, Patrick? Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. We are we are well underway with our project to uh, revitalize the golf course out here. We we've dealt with uh, flooding probably nine out of the last eleven years. Uh, obviously, with a few drought uh, like conditions, the past few years haven't been dealing with it, but it's been given us the opportunity to kind of work and get these projects done and, and keep the golf course dry. But uh, yeah, we've inserted a few new holes last year. Mm-hmm. Brand new number three, uh, brand new number five as well as a 19th hole that's servicing as our number four this year as well. Uh, but we've inserted two brand-new holes uh, here for 2022, number eight, a par four, and number 12, a par five. Uh, while we do a little bit of work on one of our signature holes up in the Badlands, number 16, mm-hmm. uh, that one will be down all year this year, but doing some much-needed repairs to, again, improve the uh, improve the atmosphere, improve the experience, and take care of our, uh, our, our great golfers and our great guests that come through here every year. Yeah, I don't know if there's very many courses in the country that offer the kind of views that you do i don't know if there's very many courses that have the opportunity to offer the views that you do how do you describe it to somebody coming from minnesota texas you know some iowa how would you describe a couple of your holes there 
Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, being from upstate New York, uh, the views and the topography and just the way this golf course plays has been uh, one of the few reasons that's, that's kept me out in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could quote uh, Dr. Michael Herdzen, our uh, golf course architect, uh, if you can't have an ocean, uh, you might as well be playing bully pulpit <laughs> with the good. Badlands in the background. Um, you know, we have some canyon holes that, that carve throughout the Badlands. We have some holes that meander along the Little Missouri River. A uh, little bit of hybrid, hy- uh, hybrid style of Lynx golf and classic golf. And again, once you get into the canyons and uh, up, up on top, I mean, you have a 360-degree view of just the beautiful Badlands. Uh, you can see into Montana, and uh, it's just an unbelievable experience, you know, playing, playing golf from butte to butte to an island par three green up in, up in the Badlands of North Dakota. So it's, it's really a special place that uh, almost no other, no other golf course on earth can recreate. How does a young man from New York end up in Medora? Yeah, I, was, uh, I went to Penn State University for professional golf management, and part of that uh, curriculum is 15 months of internship credits. My first internship was out in Portland, Oregon at Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club, mm-hmm. where we had about uh, 10 other interns that were interning that year. That was back in '09. Uh, one of the kids I, I became friends with, his name was Casey. He got the head pro job here in 2013, and he knew that I still had internship credits left and said, Patrick, you got to come out here, see this place. It is a mint course. And, you know, the minute he mentioned it, I was like, North Dakota and golf, I've never spoken those words in my life before. It took me a couple weeks just to convince myself, but took one look at the website, and yep. I was sold. And I've been out here since 2013 and can't seem to leave the place. It's just so beautiful, and the people are just tremendous out here as well. So it's it's a really good combination of topography, golf, and just great people. I'm guessing you can get people from all over the world. You get people flying in, what to Dickinson, renting a car and driving out. What's what's a popular yeah. mode of getting there? Uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely by car. Uh, we do see people from all over the place, uh, you know, all across the world. But we're, we're lucky to be right, right on I-94. Although we are on the very western side of uh, North Dakota, it's it's an easy drive. Just jump on the interstate, and you'll be there in no time. Uh, it's funny you say that about uh, golfers from around the world. Mm-hmm. Got a couple guys from Poland that are playing the golf course right now. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't have to bring any clubs. We have rental clubs available. Yep. Uh, we have maps of the golf course that take you around. Um, you know as best we can to make sure you get from point A to point B in the easiest uh, way possible. And uh, just a really great staff out here that really takes care of our our, our guests uh, day in and day out. So we're lucky to have uh, the people that we have, and we're lucky to be able to uh, give the hospitality we're able to give. Patrick Rominger is a head professional at Bully Pulpit out in Medora. This is Jeff Kopak. This is The Golf Show. Coming to you on 740 The Fan, the fifth largest AM signal in the country. I think the course for at least people out in the eastern part of North Dakota, western Minnesota, maybe southern Manitoba, first got to know Bully was as part of like the three-pronged, uh, I don't know what you call it, the uh, the triple golf challenge with Hawk Tree and Bismarck and the links of North Dakota, also known as Red Mike and Williston. Is that still a popular little triad of courses that people do? It is, yeah, that's exactly right. It's the Triple Golf Challenge. It's uh, it's 185 bucks for the card up front, and that gets you green fees at all three locations. So Hawk Tree and Bismarck, Links in North Dakota, just east of Williston, and then down here in Bully Pulpit, Medora, North Dakota. Uh, the only thing it doesn't include is the cart fee, so you can decide to walk if you want. At those other locations, a little tougher to walk uh, this golf course out here just because we have so much elevation change. But, yeah, if you're looking to make a weekend or even just a summer uh, with some buddies, uh, looking to play some 
some good golf, the best golf in North Dakota, mm-hmm. uh, look no further than that Triple Golf Challenge. Really gives you a, a nice savings and uh, just a nice little fun fun trip to take around North Dakota and see what uh, see what it has to offer for golf. How long can you make your course? What's what's a tip How- out at? Yeah, uh, well, we pre- previously tipped out at 7,100 yards. We're just about 6,900 with kind of the reroute going. We are yep. playing as a par 71 layout this year instead of our normal par 72, so we are just around 6,900 yards. Once we get our, our whole 16 par 4 reinserted, we'll be right around cusping uh, just over 7,000 yards. But uh, the beautiful thing about our course is that there's five different sets of tee boxes. Uh, ranging from 4,400 yards all the way up to 7,000 yards. So you can make the course as hard or as easy as you can, and we try and cater to, um, you know, every and any kind of golf situation, uh, you know, uh, beginner to to pro. I also noticed you putting you're putting in new cart paths, so that just that, extends that the experience. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we're trying to make a smooth ride for our guests and take care of our our own property as well, improving our cart paths uh, mm-hmm. to help take care of our golf carts in the long run. We're probably about 65% done uh, putting new concrete on on the golf course. We just have to uh, continue to place some concrete down on uh, this side of the Davis Creek that meanders through the golf course, get the clubhouse areas done, and then eventually go up into the Badlands and get some new concrete placed up there. So quite a project that we're going through. Again, about 65% of the way done. We look to hopefully finish that project fall of 2022 and possibly go into spring of 2023, depending on uh, how Mother Nature treats us. Right. Sometimes sometimes you got to do it. That's awesome. I love the investment in Medora. With the Theodore Roosevelt Library, what is that? Hundred million or something that's going on out there? The the I know the uh, the, the musical continues to evolve. It, it's not just a. Uh, my son loved it. You know, I thought he wouldn't like it. He they they've 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 improved it as far as I don't know. I'm going to say the uh, it, it's a little more modern now. It has a modern feel. It's just a continued. It, it, it's just a vibrant area. Love Medora. The it vibrancy. Really is. It really is. I mean, just the quality that's placed into everything that's done out here, whether it be the Medora musical and the uh, the professional type of musicians that are playing and, and the dancers and singers. I mean, everybody's just on top of their game and, and ready to go at a moment's notice. Uh, yeah, with the presidential library being being built here in the next couple of years, that's going to bring a, a totally different clientele out mm-hmm. to out to Medora and hopefully a bigger clientele at the same time. So we're we're trying to prepare ourselves for a potential influx of, of guests over the years, um, over the next few years. Uh, but yeah, just the attractions we currently do have, like the you know South Unit of the National Park brings um, you know close to a million people uh, through town every year. And the wow. musical, we're, we're trying to hit about 130,000 people at the musical this year. So uh, just so many, so many awesome entertainment venues and attractions to keep everybody entertained for not just one day, but for a couple days. So, I mean, you, you got to take it all in when you're coming here and, and plan three, four or five days uh, for your trip to enjoy everything that uh, the Badlands and Medora has to offer. Patrick, thank you. Continue success on the course. Can't wait to get out there again. Uh, thank you. Look forward Thanks. to having you. That's Patrick Rominger. He's a head professional at Bully Pulpit in Medora. This is Jeff Kopak. This is a golf show. Stay with us. We're going to talk about the Zebra Open. Yes, the refs are hitting the golf show right after this. I saw you slam your club in anger and took the grass off its edge. I saw you look at me and wonder if I noticed. Welcome back. Final segment. This is the golf show with Jeff Kopak on 107.3 FM. 740 The Fan on the AM dial. 740thefan.com is the web address. You can find the podcast there. 
Pleased to be joined by Chris Heisey. He's um, he's a longtime referee. He's a, he's a friend of the show and, and one of the innovators and originators of the Zebra Open. It got going last year with a with a great event, great turnout, and they're doing it again this year. So uh, to check in on what's going on, it's a June 29th in Maple River. Pleased to be welcomed by Chris. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, what do you got going here? So it's a second annual. It's um, it's a, it's a June 29th, one day at Maple River, and uh, yes, it's, it's another great cause this year. Absolutely, it's a good friend of ours, uh, Mike Gullingsruth from uh, Red Lake Falls, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and he refs college hoops with us. Uh, originally, he was uh, from Ada, Minnesota area, but he knows a lot of the Eastern referees. And uh, unfortunate, his son, I think he, I believe Alex is nine now, mm-hmm. had uh, cancer, lost his right leg due to cancer, and then had some cancer spots show up in his lungs. I think last weekend he just had his last chemo session, so everything's looking positive, but right. just had a long, long situation battle there. What is it about the refs that just come together? You guys have your own little fraternity, guys and gals, I should say, have your own little fraternity. That there, There's a bond there, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. You know, when we go on the basketball court or on the football field, um, you know, it's these are our brothers and sisters. They're our partners. Um, coaches and parents are on us and players, and, you know, we have to stick by each other and protect one another, even good and bad, and, um, get through the trenches together. What got you into it? What kept you in, into refereeing and officiating? What's uh, is, is it the guys? Is it the service? Is it the, the adrenaline of being in competition, all the above? What, what keeps you in? Kind of, you just, you kind of hit them all, uh, yeah. all of the above, the uh, adrenaline. I love sports. Love it. I love great plays, um, great games, but, you know, at my age right now, I'm starting to still hang in there because of the friendships, mm-hmm. and that's just so key. It, what a fun way to go get some exercise, um, hang out with your friends afterwards, and talk about war stories. You know, and it's it's just fun. Describe last yeah. Describe last year's event that helped Dave's family so much, and and what you I know Dave was pretty touched. Yes, uh, Dave, his daughter had some medical issues and. We we thought of this about, you know, two years ago, you know, how can we get all the referees back together again and um, raise some money just to, you know, maybe not enough, but just whatever helps, you know, the cause. And, oh, it was a success. Uh, uh, it was a lot of referees came out to the cause, and it was a huge success. We helped Dave um, a lot. I know I donated a book for the silent auction last year, and I think I wrote something like, I know none of you guys can read this, but um, blah, 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 you know, all the all the, 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 the referee site jokes, whatever. Are you having a silent auction? How can people contribute to this? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're collecting silent auctions, any anything. Um, we're helping just to raise money, correct? Yeah. yeah, you're right. That book, I ended up, getting it um, and I, I loved it it was great in fact i was talking to rock measure schmidt fellow referee i said hey who got a colpax book and i said i did <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i love that saying just because that saying that page that front page you know i i i can still read i can still see and i read it and it was 
That was a great book. Well, I haven't. I, I love to contribute again, so I guess we'll be in touch here shortly. Again, it's June awesome. June twenty ninth, Maple River Golf Course. It's a shamble scramble format. Describe that, Chris. Yes, uh, we did that, and that's what was so much fun. We did a triple event last year: six 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 alternate shot, uh, best ball, and scramble. And all the referees, even you know, we're still competitors at heart. I mean, we still love to compete and. And it was a, a way for the not-so-good golfers to have a little scramble, you know, to mm-hmm. have a – and uh, still compete. And then the good golfers, they can go nuts on six holes. So this year we decided to still kind of keep the format. But um, honestly, referees, I had to put signs on every <laughs> hole. Like, okay, this this six to do this. And it was kind of too – too confusing, so we made it a little bit more simple this year. Nine and nine, um, a shamble. We're just kind of like last night, the match with uh, Tom Brady and Aaron yeah, Jones yeah. or Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna, you know, hit the best shot and then go from there. Um, you know, best ball in for kind of a alternate shamble sort of, and then then a nine hole scramble. What kind of team? What's what kind of team wins this then? How would you? Uh, a is it? I mean, with a, I'm sure it's handicapped in some respect, or is, is it both net and handicapped? Cur- well, I think we did that yesterday, yeah. last year. Yeah, I okay. believe I kind of leave it up to Richie Shannon at uh, Maple River. Okay, to handle that. Yeah. Yep. What do you like about this? What do you like about the day when it's all said and done? Before I let you go here. Oh, uh, just you know what? Um, two things. One, to help out uh, a good friend. And two, um, to, it was so much fun afterwards at the social, after the golf event, um, listening to all the veterans, current, you know, I kind of just witnessing the young referee sitting there listening to the veterans, mm-hmm. you know, and hearing the war stories, though. You know, back in the days, Amy Ruley, you know, Gene Robot, <laughs> you know, and just listen to the stories. Yep. And it's just, it's so cool. Are we doing okay for referees statewide? Let's just start with North Dakota. Where do we need them? Where do we need the most? Uh, yeah, it is short. I okay. mean, they had to actually call uh, games off and reschedule them because we are short of referees. Yep. I, I can under, I can understand it. There was an article in the referee magazine here um, a couple weeks ago. Um, NCAA referee went down for a weekend just to help out and ref uh east or a a or au mm-hmm. you know summer tournament and he says it was the worst he's ever experienced he says he'd do the nc championship over and over and not get as much harassment as he did at a AA, you know yeah. or tournament so i don't know these young high school kids i don't know how we can get more um, develop. We got to get more young ones involved. Oh, prime example. Um, good basketball player on the area around here, Tanner Crutchman, mm-hmm. played at Davies and then he, uh, played at uh, Moorhead State, yep. and he's excelling. He really likes officiating. I refed a awesome. couple uh, high school and college with him last year, and he's liking it. Well, let's so. get yeah, let's get more in. Let's continue the zebra open. Thanks, Chris. Awesome. Thanks. And that'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. This is Jeff Kopak. Thanks again for Jim Hackenberg for joining us from the Orange Whip Golf Industry. Thanks again to Patrick Rominger for his description of Bully Pulpin. And, of course, thanks to Chris Heisey and the Zebra Open. Again, that's June 29th at Maple River. They're still taking entries. Until next week, hit them straight.